Welcome to a very special episode of Hanging with Team Kanan. Uh, we are here for a Bad Batch special, and I am so excited to be back. I'm Katrina, and with me today are uh, Jonah Marie Macias and Jeremy Conrad, and I'm so excited. Hi, Jonah. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Katrina. Hi, Hello. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I would think you would be a bit more enthused, Jeremy. I am so, and you have no idea. I'm grinning ear to ear. <laughs> it's been so long since we've done this. I know, yeah. I know. I'm, I, I, I have to thank the internet for suggesting suggesting we do this because I had like no outlet to talk about this bad batch thing uh, uh, with other people, you know, to discuss it with other people. And also, I miss you guys a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So I'm very happy that. A listener reached out to us and said, I really hope you guys can record an episode about this. Yes. Well, yeah, why don't we do that? <laughs> it just it just made sense. So I'm I'm so I'm so excited to just hop on and, and talk about this new adventure into animation that the Lucasfilm is taking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, the Bad Batch aired this uh, past week on May the 4th, and everybody saw it, and I woke up at, like, 3 a.m., like, impulsively, and was like, it's Bad Batch time. So I'm really excited to just kind of get into this, um, and, you know, honestly, without, I, I, I don't even want to waste time. Um, Kanan was in this episode, Caleb, Caleb Doom, uh, and I wanted to get your your initial thoughts on Caleb's appearance and Deppa's appearance, uh, and and how do you think uh, how do you think things went? So we'll kick it off with Jonah. Yeah. So funny that when the announcer at the beginning of the episode said "collar," I, I mm-hmm. just I, I thought he said "collar." I was like, oh, I don't know. I've not heard of this planet before. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then he mentioned Depa, and I thought, oh, oh, <laughs> I see now. So I had to go back and put subtitles because I didn't have the subtitles on, which is a big mistake. You should have your subtitles on just to catch mm-hmm. those little details. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was very surprised that they would kick it off. And then I thought back to Star Wars The Clone Wars and how they had that very small glimpse of Depa and Caleb in a transmission. And I thought... Oh, um, so they had created the models. I guess it makes mm-hmm. sense that they were planning to use them at some point. And uh, I have mixed thoughts about it. But overall, I kind of worked it out in my head so that I can accept both. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Um, well, I I was a fortunate soul and I got to see it early. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday afternoon, I was sitting down to watch it. And I started messaging Jonah and I was like, um, have you seen this yet? <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm very confused about some things. <laughs> and like instantly I was like, oh my God, I wonder if, I wonder if Katrina and Jonah have seen this yet because I, I was just shocked that they decided to go this route. Cause it feels like, it felt like to me they stuck them in here for people like us or who or canon freaks or whatever to get like that little pop mm-hmm. but th- at the same time they had to have known that even if it's slighter or if you can fit it in somehow using a jedi mind trick that 
it would make all of us mad mm-hmm. at the same time. So I, I was just deeply confused why they even decided to do it. It was cool. Yeah. And then I, and then when I was watching my computer, I was like, he doesn't look right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I think that was, that was the thing that really just like set it. It, it was crazy. It was wild because, you know, yeah, I was really excited to hear Collar's name, which if I'm sure if you look back on old episodes, you will hear us calling it Collar because no one had ever said that to let its name out loud. Um, so it was exciting to hear. And I was like, oh, OK, so, yeah, they're going to use the character models that they had before. Um, but, yeah, I do. I think one of the things we can and should talk about right off the bat, because I like I like to cover stuff that I don't like before I go into stuff that I really do like. Um, is the the presentation of, of Canyon's character model. And I think this is like, it speaks to a bigger issue in the series that a lot of uh, fans of color are talking about. But like, I had to double take for a minute because I thought he was like baby Obi-Wan for a second. He was very not uh, Canaan. Yeah, yeah. I saw some people say that he looked a lot more like Cal Kestis. Mm-hmm. from Jedi Fallen Order. And I completely agree with that because he really does look like that. And uh, my friend actually, Elisa, shared an article with mm-hmm. me from io9 that talked about this. And there's this one specific paragraph that says, although Lucasfilm has yet to make a public statement about the reaction to the show, there are signs that feedback has been taken internally. A source familiar with the production of The Bad Batch told io9 that in the run-up to this pre- to the premiere this mm-hmm. week, changes to the lighting tools utilized by the animation team were made to moderate their effects in the premiere episode's starky lit primary settings. Such tweaks will also be made in future episodes of the series. And I'm like, I, I don't know... Because the, the the trailers actually still look like this. So I don't know how mm. much of that is true or um, but I hope that, you know, the fact that they're taking this internally means that maybe they can do something down the line to fix this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It uh, it it feels like it's kind of weird just a couple of, you know, a, a little, a little while ago, I just like blurted out all over Twitter, like, Hey, why are all the Mandalorians and Clone Wars white? And it just feels like once you get to this point and, and so many people and hands pass over it, um, it, it, it feels like a burn, but I'm glad at least that it looks like feedback is being taken and taken seriously. Right. Right. And I know some people were also upset about how it was being retconned because the comic is just that mm-hmm. good. Like I remember us talking about it and oh, just yeah. being complete fans over it. So it, it was surprising to see them create these kind of changes. And given that, you know, Greg Wiseman had done that comic and he was on Rebels as a mm-hmm. uh, writer, exe- I forget, executive producer. I don't remember the title exactly. So it was... It was disappointing, but then my thought process was, okay, maybe I can look at one version as like the accurate true version and the other version mm-hmm. as like an adaptation of the other version. And so I went back to the comic and I thought, you know, there is a way that we can make it work in our minds, yeah. but it's still um, interesting how nowadays it feels like they're 
not sticking to the canon as much as we thought they were going to when the Disney buyout happened. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. What are your guys' um, takes on that? For me, that's the most disappointing part because they made they made everything else, regardless if you thought it was or not, they made it all legends before. And they're like, nope, from now, from here forward, this stuff counts. Like, if you want the full scope of the Star Wars universe and if you want to grab onto certain characters and know that they matter and they count just as much as the people you're seeing on screen, mm-hmm. they have to stick to that. And even if it's just slight changes or anything like that. You, you can't have it both ways. You either do it or you don't, or else why did you even do it in the first place? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me feels like it's also just Dave Filoni wanting to do his version. Cause we saw that with star Wars, the clone wars and Ahsoka's lightsabers and a few details here and there with Maul and Mandalore. And it's like, that's, that's what Dave wanted to see on the screen. And so I feel like this is also the same with um, Caleb and Depa. But at the same time, it's like, you could have done that with any other character um, or introduced a brand new character. And especially someone like Katuni, who was a child Jedi from Mm -hmm. one of the previous seasons, like that would have been awesome to see a woman or girl, young girls survive the Jedi Purge because mm-hmm. we don't really see that many of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I wish that could have been done. I still prefer the comic, but I can also work in with what we saw in the Bad Batch. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I meant when I was like, they put that in there thinking we would think it's a cool little wink and nod to Rebels and all that when really they had... I mean, they had to have known that they were going to, that people were going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you just did this again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A part of me is like very excited because, I mean, as someone whose favorite character was killed off in a book in the new canon, I'm like, well, if it didn't happen on screen, I guess it's uh, it's free for all. That's true. So true. That's a great point. I guess it could work to our benefit depending on what it is, you know? Definitely. It's it's like it's a good thing and a bad thing because it's like I the 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 fault of this is that like I really enjoyed the comic story of Kanan's origin and like I thought that the relationships that he built with the clones especially and the way they were broken was an important part of his story. And I guess you kind of you still get that gist, you know, from this particular version of his escape. Um, but I'm I'm definitely like a a big fan of the the comic interpretation. And you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm trying to look at it as like, well, you know, it's more. We get more of of this stuff now, so I can just like pick and choose what's my favorite, just like I did with you know Legends, and uh, and just enjoy the media that gets put out. But it was definitely like jarring when it set in what was happening yeah um i also found freddie prince jr's voice very interesting as <laughs> as young caleb i actually really liked it because there are um 15 16 year olds that i knew at one point that sounded much older and mm-hmm. uh so it was, it was cool to see that kind of accuracy on the screen um but i think freddie also did just a great job overall with it and had fun, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could you could hear it in his performance that he was having a good time. So that I feel like that made watching it like that much more enjoyable, and it made it less like 
I think I would have noticed more of the difference if I didn't have like that familiar tone, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I like, I also think maybe that the reason they chose to portray this part of the story is that uh, we m- maybe might get a Kanan story later on in an animated mm-hmm. series. So maybe mm-hmm. they just want this to be like in you know, somewhere in our minds so that when either the Bad Batch ends or, you know, whatever, um, there's a possibility that we might see more Kanan stories down the line. Oh, good. They can, uh, they can um, crap all over a new Dawn then. Yay. No! <laughs> I, I was sitting here, like, worried about, about Janice Casimir. Like, oh, no, I hope they don't erase him. <laughs> Oh, I know. He was such a great character. Yeah. 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 There, there are some really good new characters introduced in that story. And now I'm like sad because they're, at least with the clones, like they're not the same. Right. Right. I, yeah. I was telling a friend yesterday how it, it felt like I was back in 2013, 2014, where, you know, the legends people were like, what now? What are we? What are we? What's going to happen? And, and you know, a big part of the audience was just like, well, you know, the books aren't going to go away; <laughs> they're mm-hmm. still there. And so I, I felt like that was happening on social media, where you had a subset of fans who were uh, scared that the comics were overwritten, and then there was a, another part of the the fandom who was just like, you know, the comics are still there; they're not going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, wow, this is just so interesting to relive this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It definitely felt like Legends point two, you know, 2.0 or something. (laughs) Yeah. But overall, uh, how did you guys feel about the, the, you know, Beyond Kanan? Um, What did you enjoy most about the the new episode in the Bad Batch? My my new Star Wars crush is Hunter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's incredible. Like, and like, I just, can we just, let's make the next like two to three minutes, like just a D Bradley Baker appreciation and gush fest because yes. holy cow, what he's doing in this show is just like beyond anything I could have imagined from a vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, and I know he gets a lot of criticism online, I guess it's also rightful criticism because a lot of people want to see the clones with a Kiwi accent. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, the way I think about it, like in, from an in-universe perspective, like um, accents aren't genetical. So I, I would imagine that maybe the training that they received, like some of those um, flash programs that they would get growing up are, were done with British accents and that's what they would adopt mm-hmm. So that's how I work it in my mind. But yeah, I, I totally agree that he did a fantastic job in just going from one clone to the other. And I thought, man, that is, that's range. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, all such personality. It's like insane. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a certain sort of skill, I think, to have chemistry with, with yourself, you know? <laughs> And you can definitely like hear in all of these performances, like these characters are very much coming to life. Like everything about them is very believable and it's easy to like follow their stories and how little, little or how much they care for each other and what their conflicts are, which there was just 
a lot in this episode. <laughs> There's a lot mm-hmm. going on. Oh, so did I say the word genetical? That's not a word. I'm sorry. You did. <laughs> I, I, I completely was like, oh man, what a, like that sounded like so smart. <laughs> no, it's, it's genetically. I somehow forgot the L-Y. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's okay. We can adapt it. It's a new word. We're just going yeah. uh, yeah. Everyone's crazy. New t-shirt. <laughs> genetical it's yes. totally genetical it's genetical that's fine no i i was i was very i was so impressed by like his voice performance and i i'm really excited for oh who is it playing omega like someone new i think to oh, yeah. star wars michelle um, ang yes i really enjoyed just getting to know omega a lot because there's been a lot of mystery surrounding her leading up to this um, this premiere. Yeah, she's super adorable. I, I she's my new favorite character, along with Ahsoka, Rex, and uh, Ezra. Oh wow! Now there <laughs> um, are four of them. <laughs> yeah, now there are four, uh, and. I just adore how she was copying Hunter's movements uh, yes. at one part of the episode. I thought that was just amazing. <laughs> that is so hilarious. I, I, it, I really love those little details when it came to like, you could visibly see her bonding with the clones that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's also interesting to see the fandom's reaction because Omega seems to be very well received by uh, most of the people that I've I've you know whenever I search through the tags um and it's very different compared to Ahsoka and especially Ezra mm-hmm. and I, I was wondering what your guys's thoughts was on that um I, I when I was first watching and I was like oh my god everybody's gonna hate this character <laughs> really oh. I really did I, I thought for sure they were gonna be like Get this annoying girl out of my Bad Batch episodes. I just want to see the Bad Batch. But I really liked her a lot. And especially in the first episode. Now, I won't say anything. But I've seen the second episode as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't enjoy her as much in the second episode. But by the end, her relationship with Hunter is just what saves the whole thing for me. I I love I loved everything about the interactions. I loved, like you said, how she was trying to mimic all his actions, especially. And there's some, I I, don't know. What can I say without spoiling the second episode? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So hard. (laughs) It is hard. Um, I will say that halfway through the episode, there's a couple of things that happened that made me, I was on board. I was like, okay, I'm on board for the journey with, Omega through the whole series now. So mm-hmm. they, they did a really good job in like introducing her and giving her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that makes that makes genetic. 
I love that. I love it. That's our yeah, definitely a new shirt, Jeremy. I I, I fully agree. I've, I I yeah, I really enjoyed Omega. I'm I'm really excited to because like I feel like I feel like her her defect or her enhancement, quote unquote, isn't just oh she's a girl. Like I just I don't think it's that. And you know maybe I'm wrong, whatever. But I feel like her enhancement has to do with like her empathy or like she she kind of knows or can like not, not I wouldn't necessarily call it a force power who knows but it could just be that she just like her senses are a little more heightened than than others and she can like feel things uh based on other or, like what other people have like you know Donalyns can do that and they don't all have the force so I I think like there's a lot more to learn about Omega that I'm really excited about um, because she's introduced in this way that's like, oh, she's just a medical assistant. And then you find out she's a clone. And I just feel like there's a little bit more mystery there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited. So who out of the Bad Batch would you say is your favorite now and why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. What about you, Jeremy? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I I am I'm really so I, my favorite is definitely Wrecker. I I just love big himbos and he absolutely fits the bill uh, and I love him and all I want is happiness for him. But I'm really yeah I make I think that was like one of the most interesting things about this episode was seeing like a member of the Bad Batch be turned against them when it's like the title of the show. So <laughs> it's. It's interesting to see part like somebody in the team now, like, you know, their ultimate enemy. And like, you know, even in this episode, as he's clearly like, you know, under under orders and turning and before he gets fully brainwashed, like the whole team still worries about him and cares for him and tries to overlook the fact that like clearly something's going wrong here. And yeah, I just I'm so interested in how that dynamic is going to evolve now that it has this 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 pin to like turn the dial of it. Mhm. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I totally. <laughs> we are back and we are ready to get our hearts broken. <laughs> what do you think I watch Lucasfilm animation for? The cartoons? No. I'm here here to get my my whole brain and heart ruined by these cartoon characters. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm really excited to see how this season will unfold. I'm excited to see how those uh apparent edits are going to come into play if they do at all. Um and yeah, I, I let's I go let's go around and get some final thoughts and yeah, how are you feeling about the rest of this this show?
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What about you, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm so excited to see how, how that dynamic unfolds. I'm excited to learn so much more about Omega. Um, and I, gosh, I have no idea how our boys are going to get out of this wild and crazy situation, but I, I think they're going to, they'll do fine. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> no. No. Uh uh. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, it's basically exactly how I feel. I just, it, it just doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know. Like I, I'm really, I'd love to see, you know, Tia play a live action Sabine in a different story, but just rounding up and finishing the rebel story, it, it just feels wrong to have it in live action and to have it, focused on Ahsoka uh, rather than anyone on the Rebels crew. So. Mm Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad we got to like sit down and chat about this show because it's 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 really I'm excited for it and uh, you know I have I have my my hangups and um, there's a lot of very extremely relevant criticism uh, going on but overall I had like a pretty fun time and I am excited to see how this shapes the future of Star Wars storytelling. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you to both for taking some time to just talk about this. And, and uh, I'm, I, I hope that you have fun with the rest of the show. And uh, yeah, where can we find you on the internet, Jonah? What about you, Jeremy? Oh, I'm so glad. I miss you too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I've, I've missed you too very terribly. And I'm, I'm so glad that like, we could just like take a moment to catch up and, and share Star Wars feelings because I really, really missed it. And it, it means a lot to me that you guys wanted to do this. <laughs> Yeah. 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 With listeners, when we were planning this, I called myself a seasonal podcaster. So that's, that's I think that's what we're going to do is seasonal podcasting with Team Canaan. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, everyone, you can find me anywhere on the internet if you look for Okatrina. That's O H C A T R I N A. And until next time, well, I don't even remember how we close this show, but may the force be with you uh, and take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.